And you will remember that I've talked a little bit, and I'm, I'm going to stop as I'm talking, and we're going to pray into some things, okay? So we're all going to pray into things as we go through this word, because it's not only for you, it's for people around you. And somehow we have to ask the Holy Spirit who is in us to flow through us and to activate into the lives of other people around us as well. So we've got to get very good at this because you live from your heart. You are alive in the Spirit and your Spirit is alive to God. You are not just a mind. You are not just a body. You are this beautiful creation that actually God calls a new creation. That's what you are, a new creation. And the new is that you have a heart. Not, well, we're not talking about a physical heart now, but this physical heart is a reflection of, it's a natural sign of something that is spiritual. So you have a natural heart, a physical, natural beating heart, but you have a spiritual heart as well that is just like this physical, natural heart, but much more powerful, much more powerful. Your spiritual new heart can keep your physical heart beating. Your spiritual new heart can give you life because your new heart is from God. Isn't that beautiful? All of you, every single person in here has a new heart. Even if you've acknowledged it or not, you have a new heart. And that new heart is full of God. And that, from that new heart, rivers of living water flow. So the very source of God, the very life of God, flows from your new spiritual heart into your spiritual being. Now look at me. I know I'm glorious. I am. I'm beautiful. I mean, let's face it. I look good, don't I? I smell good. I look good. What can you say? But listen, before the Bible talks about this flesh as being a tent, okay? So this is a tent. Well, when you put a tent up, you put a tent up on a frame. But it's not, it's not, the, it's not the cloth that is the tent. The tent is the whole of what is inside that frame. Do you understand me? Well... I have got flesh that is a frame on this tent. It's a, it's a frame. Under this flesh is the most amazing spiritual being that you could even imagine. And it's all trapped within this tent. This mind, which God has given us, is a fabulous mind. But of course, we struggle 
because much of our thoughts have been um, molded and formed by lies. So instead of you thinking that you were absolutely beautiful and, and, and created in the image of God, you think, I'm ugly, I'm not good, I can't do this, I can't do that. And all of those things have been reinforced by the world in very many different ways so that you actually believe it. Well, it's a lie. It's a lie. So you've got to look in the mirrors. That's why we had these mirrors put here, you see. Huh? So you can look in the mirror and go, Son, you are a beautiful creation. Huh? Because I'm created in the same image as my Father in heaven, which is what you are. But now, kiddos, we have to begin to take this seriously. Because I don't know if you've noticed, but there's things going on around us. There are big, big things. And we have to begin to live from a different place. We have to live from a different place now. Your mind is not the answer. Your mind has to be renewed by the life that's flowing inside you. You understand me? We have to have a renewal of our mind. It needs to be transformed so that when you feel something in your heart, when you hear the whispers of God, when you feel the kisses of Jesus, when you know that the Spirit is around and upon you and living in you and through you, you begin to listen inside, not in your mind, but inside here, and your mind is only a confirmation of what God is doing. But most of the time, because we have these dark thoughts, these wrong thoughts, it doesn't confirm what God is doing, and we don't do what we know in our hearts we should do. As a man or a woman thinks in his or her heart, so she or he is. Where do you think? In your heart. Huh? I'm thinking now in my heart. The thoughts of my heart is, Lord, everyone in this room, let them know how much you love them. Let them feel your love. Let them know those rivers. Let them know them. Let them be secure and peaceful. And know that they are valued and loved. You were valued and loved and cared for. Really. He just so much wants to kiss you and love you and bless you. So Father, as we think about that right now, Lord, come on, just, just say thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. For your beautiful love to us, Lord. your spirit inside us. Thank you so much, Father. Thank you that we are so valuable and so precious. That we're created in your very image, Jesus. The same image as you are, Jesus, we are created in that very same image. And everything else is a lie. It's all an illusion and a lie, Lord. 
and we say yes to the truth. We say yes, Lord, to, to rivers of living water inside us, Lord, your life. Right now, Father, right now. Flowing on the inside of us, Lord. Right now. Up into our minds, Lord. Renewing our mind, Lord. Right now, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Okay, so... I like, I like the stories of the Bible because I can really sit into them and enjoy them. And you know the story that we've been going through a little bit over the weeks is the story of Elijah. And he's been on Mount Carmel. And he goes to the top of Mount Carmel. And he begins to create. Because prayer is really creating together with God what God wants. That's what prayer is. Prayer is nothing other than you partnering with God himself and creating what God wants on the earth. That's what prayer is. That's what Elijah was doing. He was putting his head between his legs and what he already knew in his heart, what was flowing deep in his heart, he began to pull it out. It says that deep, deep calls unto deep. He began to call out what was in his spirit, what was deep inside him, because it was already in him. The future was already in him. The future is already in you. There are things laid down on the inside of you that are absolutely beautiful. Things that you have dreamt and thought. But you look around and you go, no, it's not possible. And God goes, yes, it is possible. I'm the God of the impossible. I make all things possible. He says, yes. He doesn't say no. He said, yes. And right now in this moment where everyone's screaming and everything's screaming, he says, yes, yes, yes. We're going to create together and we're going to see some beautiful, wonderful things. But you have to go deep down in the spirit and begin to call out what he's already put inside you. And we, we know the story. He begins to... Uh, some people call it, you know, they call it birthing because he puts his head between his legs and he begins to, it's like he's birthing something from inside out. And as he does that, his servant is looking and he goes seven times and eventually sees a cloud. A cloud as big as a man's hand, it says. Because what's in your heart and what's in your hand, listen to me, is your future. It's not in papers, it's not in qualifications, although all those things may help. It's not in any of those things. From your heart flows the issues of life. From your heart. From your heart, in your hand. Think about David, he had a harp. He had a harp in his hand and he was playing it because he wanted songs of deliverance from his heart for King Saul. Do you remember? He was playing songs of deliverance. What was in his heart and in his hand was opened up his future. He walked into a palace. Wow, what's in your heart? What's in your hand? 
It's beautiful. Thank you, Father, that you just blow on the things that are in our hearts, Lord, right now that you have put there. You blow on it, Jesus. Holy Spirit, blow on it. Because that is our future, Lord. Show us it, Lord. Palaces, new, new things, new places to go, new moments, new people to meet, new relationships, new things to do right now. It's all already there. Father, we call it forth in the name of Jesus. We call it forth for our families in the name of Jesus. Come on, it's, it's, not, it's not time to be inactive now. It's time to call forth the things that God has put on the inside of you. It's not the end. It's not the end. We're going to a glorious future. No matter what, we've won. We've won. You're never going to die. Nothing can overcome you. You're never going to die. It's going to be a shock for some people. They're going to they're think they're going to have a, a rest in the coffin. You won't even see the coffin. I mean, just think what an incredible shock it's going to be. You're going to be renew, reunited with people you lost. Hallelujah. Huh? People you thought you'd never see again are going to be waiting for you to show you the dwelling place that God has got for you. Isn't it wonderful? They're going to be there, ready for you. Come on, this is true. This is what happened. We already saw it. It's already recorded. This is your future. This is your life. It's beautiful. So anyway, he begins to create and the cloud, the cloud of future is in your hand because it's in your heart. Now begin to interact with what he's put in your hearts. And if your mind says something different, then bring your mind into line with what God... Someone said to me the other day, aren't you afraid of the devil? I'm, not, I'm, I'm, as, afraid as, a, I'm, a, I'm as afraid of the devil as I am as a chocolate elephant. No, I mean it. Why would I be afraid of the devil? He's nothing. He's a liar. Hallelujah. He's an absolute liar. And there's other words for him as well, which I won't say. But he's the only person that deserves some of those words. But he's a liar. And that's all his power is, a lie. That's where his power is. He has no other power. Nothing. He has lies. Wow. So anyway, he comes down and he says that. Then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah. And you remember, uh, Ahab's already in his chariot, you know, the best ever chariot. He had the most modern, wonderful chariot in the world. If you think about it, he had the Ferrari of chariots. Huh? He had the Mercedes of chariots. And off he went. Because he heard that the rain was coming, the future was coming. So off he went. And Elijah, he says, he, he girded up his loins. We've talked about that before. That means all these emotions. And it's not that we don't have emotions. Please listen to me. Of course we have emotions. You have lots of emotions, lots of feelings, lots of thoughts. And all of these we bring to Jesus. Everything, don't deny anything. Bring it all to him. I spent three hours on the plane going to Palermo, writing down everything that had happened in the last two weeks. I spent three hours coming back on the plane to England, writing down everything that had happened in five days. Everything and all my thoughts and feelings because, yes, I can sit and I can have wisdom and I can have grace and I can see solutions. But sometimes because it's, I'm human and because we're going through terrible, hard, difficult things, I want to cry. I want to scream. 
do you understand me? I'm, I'm full of emotion as well. So it's not just the thoughts, it's the emotion. And all of this I bring to Jesus. Because if I didn't do it, I'd be dead. Literally, I'd be dead. I would not be here today if I didn't do some of these things. Because it's too much. Just a little bit that I deal with is too much for me as a human. So I have to give it all to Jesus. This is real life. This, this, is, not, this is not some theory. This is real life that we live in. And we have to live it in the best possible way that we can. So anyway, Elijah's running and it says he ran ahead. He ran ahead of Ahab. How did he do that? Because God supernaturally infused him with life. And he had a beautiful increase. He had a beautiful acceleration into the future. Listen to me. Into the future. And it says that he ran into Jezreel. And Jezreel means this. God sows. So God was saying to Elijah, get into your future. Go into, run into your future. And he accelerated into the future. Now think about this. God is not linear. He's not like us. He's not on a timeline. God is beyond our time. God's already been into the future. He's already been into the past. God has been everywhere before you ever got there. He's been there. And you go, well, why didn't he take away the pain? Well, he did take away the pain. He already went there. He already went there. And you see, we've, we, we are now in this place of learning to receive what he's done. But we're not good at receiving, are we? Because we're doers. It's hard for us. Because we're doers. We want to do everything. We, we, we can't stop trying to arrange our own life. But God's already been into your future. So surely it would be better to ask God about the future. Huh? He's already been there before you ever got there. God's in the future and he's sowing into the future. And then right in the middle, and this is where I think we're at right now. Right? So, so you've, got, you've got to imagine that he's been, well, you don't have to imagine because you can read it. He's been through a trauma, a huge trauma. He's seen people die in front of him. He's, the, 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 the pictures of his eyes have been catching all these terrible things that have been going on in front of him. He's heard it, he's seen it, it's there all the time. But he's running because he's full of God and he's running and he's going, everything's going well. He's then creating something for the future, a co-creator with God into the future. And he gets into this, he gets there before Ahab gets to Jezreel, he gets there. And then suddenly he gets hit, bang, he gets hit right on the edge of the future he gets hit. And Jezebel and Ahab, who were political and religious leaders, that's what they like symbolize, and very evil. You know, th this is the thing that we have to wake up against about, that not everybody is concerned about your interests. Really, they don't care about your children 
and they don't care about your children's children. And when I say that, I mean that they've been moved by their own sense of self-righteousness and of control and manipulation. And they love that kind of thing because it, it fills the void that everyone's looking to fill. So they fill in it, but it's at everybody else's expense. And of course, we know it's principalities and powers that are behind that, causing them to act and move in ways that they should not. But you've got to become uh, awakened about what is actually going on. But not fearful, but awakened about it so that you can begin to pray from your heart, not from your head, but from your heart into those things. So it says that when he heard this threat, there was a threat on his life that came, and it says that he ran, he ran. He says that, he, and when he saw that, he arose and ran for his life. This is 1 Kings 19 verse 3. And went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah. So this, this man that had seen so many wonderful things, because of the trauma, because all that was going on, the enemy sent a message that put fear into his heart. And he ran. He says he ran for his life. That's what you're doing right now. It's what we're doing. We're running to find our lives again. To find out who we really are. Not, not a theory. Not a nice church service. Not a theology. But actually to find out really experientially who we really are in Jesus. That's where we're at right now. And there's lots of people. This, what happens is it says, but he went, he, he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree, whatever that is, and said, it is enough. Now, Lord, take my life. Where, where was he? Where was he when he was saying this? Oh, he was deep down. He was deeply depressed. He was deeply upset. He was struggling. He was really, really struggling. And people say to me, you know, but surely we're not meant to go through depression. Well, of course, when the mind gets hit so much, when there's so much trauma going on, of course, it hurts us. It hurts your beautiful mind. Your spirit still knows the love of God. Your spirit's sweet and knows God. And you love him with all your heart and he knows that. But the mind gets hit. And we feel as though we're walking through a wilderness. And that's what happened with Elijah. He was walking through a, through a wilderness. Do you know that the man after God's own heart, King David, he suffered acute depression. Acute depression. Psalm 42 is all about his depression. Of course, no, no, no doctor went, oh, that's, that's, but if, if you actually look at it, it's all the symptoms of depression. He's going through acute depression because of what's going on around him. But he's speaking to his own self and he's saying, but don't worry, hope in the Lord, for I will yet see his salvation. And it's nearly like, despite his mind saying all these things, despite what he's seeing around him, despite King Saul who's continually taking up a, an arrow and throw, a, a spear and throwing it at him and hunting him down as though he's done something wrong, despite all of that, 
He's going, Jesus, I will yet say to my own soul, to my own heart, hope in God. Because I'll yet see his glory. Well, this is what we've got to do. We've got to understand what's going on with us. And perhaps when I say we've got to do it, what I mean is we've got to understand where we're at so that we can then invite him into that place. You have to invite him into that place. Do you understand that? It's, it's not, this is not a theory. This is not some nice word. This is me saying you have to invite him in and say, Jesus, please, Holy Spirit, please come into this place, this dark place. I give you the thoughts that I've, come on, let's just do it right now and, 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 and do it for those people that you know as well. Father, we, we, we come right now, Father, in, in Jesus' wonderful name. And we are tired. We are weary. And our eyes have seen things that our eyes should not. And our ears have heard things that our ears should not. And our minds have been tortured and tormented. And Father, we acknowledge that this has happened all over the world. And in some places, Lord, so much more deeply than even here. But Father, we ask right now, Holy Spirit, you who already live inside of us, in this new heart, Holy Spirit, flow into every part of us. Into every part of our mind. Lord, that sweet life that is on the inside of us. That love that we know. Is on the inside of us, Lord. That stream, Lord, we speak. And we say, release stream. Release stream of life and flow into every part of us, every part of our mind. Holy Spirit, we give you permission into those deep places of our subconscious mind. Wash us, cleanse us. Move deeply within us. And Holy Spirit, sing songs of deliverance in us. Just like the story, Lord, Elijah was tired, he was weary. He said, it's enough. Take my life and Lord, I know. I know, Lord, that right now, all over the world, there are beautiful people, people like us, Lord, people maybe even in this room, Lord, that have said these very things. Take my life. It's enough, Lord. I can't manage anymore. I want to come home. 
Father, now I am asking, Father, in Jesus' name. And I pray with all, all my brothers and sisters right now. Father, I pray for a strengthening. It says, Lord, that the angels came to minister to Elijah. It says, angels came to minister to Elijah. And Father, I am asking that angels would minister, Father, to our brothers and sisters all over this country and in other countries, Lord, into our families, into all those that we love, Lord, and that we know are struggling right now, Father, and especially, Lord, mentally struggling. Father, we see those numbers of 40%, 50% increase on mental difficulties for people, Lord. We say, Father, we need a strengthening right now, Lord, in this desert time, in this wilderness time, Father. And our spirit cries out, Lord. We say from our spirit, Lord, we agree with you, Jesus, that this is finished, Lord. We want, Father, angels to minister on the wings of what is finished, Lord. On the wings of what is finished, Lord. Not which is going to be finished. Not which is going to be done. But on the wings of that which is finished, Lord. Angels dispatched, Lord, all over, Father. Strengthening, Lord, for our brothers and sisters, Lord, everywhere. All those that we know, Father. All the young people in schools, Father, that are struggling, Father, who have struggled through two years, Father, that have been overwhelming to and Father, we cry out, Father, across this nation for strengthening, Lord. We say, strengthen, O oh Lord, strengthen this nation, Lord. Strengthen the hearts and minds of those who you love, Lord, who you have died for, Father. We say, let angels be dispatched, Lord, everywhere, Father, across this country, Lord. And those who minister, Lord, holy ones who minister, Father, Lord, we say, let them minister, Father, over this country, Lord. And we thank you, Jesus. We thank you that you hear us, Lord, and that you answer us, Lord. And, Father, we say that there will be a rising up in our spirit, Father, against all wickedness and unrighteousness, Father. We say it will not have victory, Father. All unrighteousness and injustice, Father, will be exposed and it will be shown, Father. And we will rise up, Lord, on the wings of eagles, Father. And we will deliver your salvation, Father. We will deliver your healing balm, Father. Your healing balm, Jesus. And you will fill us with a hope, Father, that is already there, but we will feel it, Father. Oh, yes, Jesus, we will feel hope rising up, Jesus. And strength rising up, Lord fortification father in the spirit lord in our hearts father in our soul lord we will feel it lord everywhere fortification lord and you will help us lord in this time and we thank you lord just like elijah lord you came alongside him he said he didn't have enough energy but you gave him energy lord he said he didn't have enough strength lord but you gave him strength he said it was the end, Lord, but it was just the beginning of something new. It was the beginning of future, beginning of newness, beginning of fresh things, Father. And Lord, we thank you, Jesus, that we will arise and we will eat and we will drink 
and we will find that strength again, Lord. And that you will speak to us, Lord. Not in the fire, not in the earthquake, not in the wind, but in a still small voice as we listen to you, Jesus. As we listen, Lord, you will speak to us afresh and anew, Lord. And we say, all is well. All is well. All is well with my soul. All is well. Thank you, Father. Now strengthen us, Lord. In Jesus' wonderful name. Jesus' wonderful, wonderful name. Come on, let's just thank, thank him just a moment. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We thank you so much, Jesus. You were with us, Lord. You were with us. Your peace passes, surpasses our understanding, Lord. And now, Father, I pray that even as we go out, Lord, that you, and I know it's not, the service is not ended, but that each one would feel your hand upon their heads, Lord, and would feel a calm and a peace and a renewal of strength, Lord. There'd be no fear, no fear, but peace and beauty and goodness in our houses, in our households, everywhere, Father. And we thank you so much, Father. In Jesus' wonderful name. Thank you, Lord.